This is CliffCentral.com. Well, hello, hello, hello there. You know, if you hear those Tibetan singing bowls, it's time for Beyond Ears and Eyes here on Cliff Central. I'm Liesl Tom, with us on controls, Palisa Mahatla. And then, of course, my bestie in studio, as always. Hello, Shemaine. How's it? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, people? I'm sounding... You know what? It's that song that Palisa just played. <laughs> it was hip-hop, so I'm going this route this Come morning. with me. Let's listen to our singing bowls again. <laughs> Child, I've been listening to singing bowls for at least three hours this t- today. Um it, it it just helps to to help to get me it focused. It does help to focus, huh? But it always yeah. puts me in this very calm mood. And I mean, we can we can be in such a high frequency, but when I hear them, mm-hmm. I go into this mood, into and, this mode. Uh-huh. And you know what? We can actually probably ask our guest what it is about the t- Tibetan singing bowls that brings you down. You know, like the kind of energy, the vibrations. Because we have an amazing guest, and I say amazing guest because I find him amazing. Um, I, um, kind of like, you know, got aware of his, became aware of his work about two years ago. Um, his name is Rudy Hunter. So before I go any further, can I just say, hi, Rudy. Good morning, ladies. How are you? <laughs> hey, Rudy. Now, Rudy is in New York. So while here in South Africa, it's afternoon. He has woken up early to join us. So we're very grateful for that. Thanks, Rudy. Thank, thank you. Somebody has to suffer. <laughs> We're glad you are taking that and, and we don't have to. Oh, yeah. So glad that you're here. And also, you know, normally I say thanks to everyone who tunes in um, and, and also for listening afterwards to the podcast. So we've got our podcast, you know, you can get it on iTunes or you can get it on the Cliff Central app. And it's beyond ears and eyes. So, well, if you're here, you probably already know that. Our Twitter handles are... At Liesl Tom and at Shemaine H. Yeah, and you can like our Facebook page, Beyond Ears and Eyes. See what you get there. You'll probably stumble across um, some really nice podcasts. So that's done. All the the have to talk. You've done the housekeeping <laughs> so neatly today. Well done, friend. <laughs> Rudy, we're we kind of silly. Uh, so, but we, t- we, so, so if you don't want to be silly with us, that's also good. But if it bites no, no, bite you, then it's please my go ahead. Ladies. I, <laughs> I hope you've had enough coffee to keep up with us. <laughs> Have you had coffee? Do you drink I, coffee? I've had so much, I've had so much coffee that uh, I came up with a great idea singing bowls that are tuned to rap or hip hop. <laughs> did, did you listen to our rap? I did. It was fantastic. I I didn't think this early in the morning I'd be hearing about bad girls, but uh, I'm all for that. See, it's two o'clock here. It's amazing because because <laughs> I I kind of battled with the and I was so unsure about when you had like daylight saving and Eastern New York, and I'm going, oh my, yes. can we just get the time right? So I was a bit I was a bit scared that I might you know be a little early or a little late. No, we did perfectly. Thank you. So. Rudy, you, okay, before we go into this, you do energy healing work. But before, yes. before we do that, um, there, there are two things that I'd like to hear how you got to, to, to do this and what the difference is between energy work and, and energy healing work. So we, which one do you want to start with first? Well, let's talk about my background. Awesome. Um, and I'll, I'll, 
I'll keep it short and hopefully interesting. So I am the last person on the planet to uh, imagine that I would ever end up doing the work that I used to make fun of. I think it's, oh. a, spe- yeah, it's a spectacular <laughs> god of irony. Um, I'm, a, I'm a relatively sensible person and r- raised by scientist parents. Ah. And I, I was on the path to – I was a professional magician. I did card tricks at parties. And I was also a dancer. Okay. So in uh, when I was a teenager and performing, I had a terrible injury during a performance that wrecked my back. And the dancing career came to a halt in that moment. Wow. <laughs> um, How sad and, were you? Well, sad and, and mostly angry okay. um, because I, I spent some some stretch of time in pain. And when you're a dancer – uh, it goes without saying, you have no money. <laughs> <laughs> so I I was a broke dancer um, mm-hmm. crawling around my apartment on all fours, oh. angry because I didn't know what to do for myself. So uh, after I went to a, a doctor and they put me on muscle relaxants for a couple of weeks, I thought, oh, I can't live my life like this, mm-hmm. uh, as, fun as, as fun as they were. Um, so a very smart friend said, well, I know a crazy lady who uh, does classes in a, in empty office buildings. So I'm already withdrawing and ready to say, no, I, I, this is too weird for me. Mm-hmm. And he said, why don't you go and just check it out? So it was $10 for a three-hour class. What it was kind a of class? Feld- it was a Feldenkrais class. What is that? So- what? It's very it's uh, it's a beautiful bodywork modality where you can either get worked on by someone or do what I did, which is cluster with a group of strangers in an empty office building and roll around in slow motion on the floor for three hours. Mm-hmm. And all the while, I'm thinking this is complete nonsense. I've just wasted ten dollars. Uh, and by the end of the class, I noticed some remarkable improvements in my injury. Oh wow! What's give give, give us the name of that again? The the class sure, name. Yeah, it's Feldenkrais. It's F-E-L-D-E-N-K-R-A-I-S. It's a nightmare to spell. K-R-A-I-S. Right. Feldenkrais. And if, if folks Google this, I, I refer folks to Feldenkrais work all the time. Uh, it's a beautiful, gentle way to, to rehab yourself and to work on your body. Oh, wow. So when and of you, course, with, sorry, with, Rudy, with, when, with when, you, when you say okay. you, you, um, notice some differences straight away after the class. What do you mean? Um, my back started to improve immediately. It was a it was a dramatic movement. And Feldenkrais happens to be one of the things I go to personally when I get overwhelmed or my back starts to you know niggling in. Hmm. Um, so it's basically neurological work that you do using your own body. And being a being an ex dancer, it was perfect for me. I thought, oh well, I can I can roll around, you know, gracefully and lovely. Um, <clears throat> so it was very helpful. I'm 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 so glad that you're mentioning that you still do the physical as well because because um, okay. we're going to talk to you about what you commonly term as the woo woo, you know. <laughs> so so I'm really glad that you kind of ground that for us. Lisa wants to. I just Lisa want to, to jump in here, and um, you know, Shemaine used a, a term there that uh, I love to use, but most uh, oftentimes uh, it sounds a bit disparaging. What did your parents say? As scientists, when you went this woo-woo direction, oh, um, w- 
Well, I could censor that for you, but um, they were not amused. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the hilarity of this, uh, my, my folks are lovely, but the hilarity of this is that I'm the biggest skeptic that there is. I have to road test for myself and for clients absolutely everything that I ever teach or share because I don't want to be just saying, you know, you can waft a feather around your head and all your all your problems will be gone. Mm-hmm. No, but that is, that is the way to authentically serve others because if I tell you you can do anything and just walk off that bridge, you'll be fine, and you do it and you die as uh, you are going to, then I'm, not, then, I'm, then I'm doing you a disservice. Exactly right. Um, yeah, it's exactly right. Hmm. Well, I, I thought in my history that once I discovered body work, that's the first time I discovered any sort of body work, so with my magic background, because it seemed magical to me, I decided, well, if if this is helpful, I have to know absolutely everything about it. So I became what I commonly call uh, a, a bodywork whore. I had to learn about <laughs> every form of bodywork in existence. I had to learn it. I had to teach it. And I did. I've, over the years, I, I was heading to be a I was a bodywork teacher for many years. I love the body. I work on people and I work on animals, and I'm very good with muscles, bones, joints, ligaments, skin. I suppose um, also your 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 dancing background gave you an idea of how the body moves and what it you know, or gave you some exactly. form of for, form of intimacy with with yes. uh, knowledge about the body. Intimacy is a is a perfect word. I'm I'm still to this day. I still take bodywork classes because. I still have to know everything about it. Mm. <laughs> um, and I thought I, that was going to be it. I was going to be a, a fundamentally a really good body mechanic for people and animals, and I was thrilled with that. Um, over the years, I've taught nurses and chiropractors and acupuncturists and lay people. And, and you still do and, it. I, I do. It's, it's okay. lovely. But um, my partner fiendishly uh, introduced me to the crazy underground woo-woo people of New York in the 80s. And I saw deeply, deeply crazy people do incredible work at a distance without touching Uh that far surpassed anything I could do with my hands. And my jaw dropped and I was irritated. (laughs) Uh And I decided, well, I have to know everything about this now. And that is the very ironic and circuitous path that led me to my practice today. My, my practice today is completely remote, meaning mm-hmm. I work at a distance only, mm-hmm. except in my spare time and at cocktail parties. I live in the country, so I still work on lots of animals. Oh, wow. um, but I work around the world, and I think it's hilarious, and I'm also extremely fortunate that I can do this thanks to technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I've obviously because I'm one of your subscribers. Um, I <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I am. That that means you drank the Kool Aid. <laughs> That's okay. good Kool Aid. Uh, hold up, hold up. <laughs> We're I'm go. not a subscriber. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> um, Did you? He, he he has a, a a whole website. I mean, it's extensive. I mean, you 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 just do everything. So, but what he does with us subscribers, he gives us freebies, lots of freebies. You love giving freebies. Why? I do. Well, I 
to be honest with you, it's not only nice, but it's, it's to fulfill a series of vows I made when I was in pain and in trouble as a young man. Mm-hmm. I, I was so angry that there were not resources available for me then, the, the kind that would really be helpful, mm-hmm. that I made vows that I would make those available to not only to everybody, but also to certain populations that are very underserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of why I, I love to give freebies away. Okay, so and thank you for that because that's kind of how I got to you. So that's that kind of that's two years ago, and that's brought us here. Um, oh, and, wonderful! <laughs> do you know what I mean? So um, and so, Liesel, to to continue with that answer, I guess I get very sidetracked, really, very very sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so wait, what, what the Kool Aid? The Kool Aid and, 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 and <laughs> should we just leave it? No, the, what the, the is the thing. Yes, and then he sends you um, uh, regular updates and newsletters, and you know what's what's free and what's on special, and what he does or where he's been and things like that. So you can actually, you know, you can keep track of him and his movements and what he's up to. So, um, and and I, I really think, like, you know, what you just said, Rudy. About mm. serving um, people who can't afford uh, the, the traditional things that we get. I mean, because we always think, yes. I don't know, we're in Africa, but we still go the Western route uh, most of the times if if it's available to sure. us or if we can afford it. But, I mean, I found that this method of, of, of yours, that, that truly works. And also because I have, um, you know, the, the animal thing going. So it also helps when you when you can when when you can tune into that because we we kind of don't realize that there's more to life than than what we can see and touch and feel you know um but, well feel maybe but you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? We, we, Absolutely, it's it's beautifully put. <laughs> oh God, Liesl still wants to know about the Kool Aid. I've just written Shemaine a note because I don't want to ask her. Go ahead. Go ahead, Liesl. <laughs> what is the Kool-Aid? <laughs> oh, the, the Kool-Aid is just, just signing up for my newsletter because that, that keeps you in, in the information loop for getting freebies. I, I give uh, away a lot okay. of work. Okay. So, um, so, so you yeah. called signing up. That's a phrase for, for, for the signing up. Right. <laughs> All right. Did I answer it? All right. <laughs> I'll I... stop nagging. <laughs> yeah. There, okay. there are, there are pro- populations that I serve. I have a, I have a very sort of, um, I have a wonderful practice filled with beautiful people and beautiful animals. And there are also, I go on little adventures myself because as I'm getting older, there are populations that I'm, I have a particular soft spot for. So I just got back from like? Florida. Well, I, I just got back from Florida teaching, um, energy work to prisoners who are in a, a prison and dog program that I love where they pair inmates with animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do a lot of I do a lot of private work for the the military and military families, mostly on the PTSD side. So folks mm-hmm. who have seen things that quote unquote normal people should never see in their or lives, that anyone I, should see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, anyone ever, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, so I'm. It's it's that's another irony to me. I'm a I'm a knockdown, dragout, um, lefty pacifist who who hates the even the mention of war mm-hmm. but i also know that the folks who are willing to to pony up and do that horrifying work 
mm-hmm. really are underserved in terms of helping them process it through their nervous system and out of their brains and out of their memories. So I do a lot of that work. And, and you're not judging. Well, no. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's it's very interesting you say that. The, there are a lot of people in my private practice who um, – I do a lot of work with sexual abuse survivors, and those folks have been through their own sort of personal wars. You know, I have that in my own history, so I know it intimately well. Um, And for a long time, I just worked with only that side of the equation. Um, But these days, maybe it's because I'm getting older or I'm just seeing a broader picture, I'm even working with perpetrators Mm. because it's – it's the other half of the equation, and, and it takes a lot for me. It's good practice to stay out of judgment while we work because pain is pain. Mm-hmm. But how difficult so. is it to, to, to keep that judgment to yourself? Because I, um, I also work with uh, reformed criminals, and Great. my first reaction was, you know, these guys say they are reformed, but are they mm-hmm. really? Am I not putting myself at risk by going to them? Yeah. So how do you keep the judgment out of it? Well, that's a great question. Um, it's the same way you get to Carnegie Hall. It's, it's practice, practice, practice. Mm. But fundamentally, I, I have a reputation of being unflappable. Um, a client once told me that it, does, it, didn't, it never matters to me whether you're coming to me for a cold or for cancer. We do the same work. Mm. And that's true. So whether you're a perpetrator you're someone who's fallen down, you're someone who's filled with internal darkness, or you're suffering depression, whatever it is. It's all the same work, always. And that's freeing as long as I can stay in that place. And, and that's that's my job and my love, to stay in that place and to see see the light anyway, or is, in, spite, in spite of it. Yeah. Is there anyone that comes to mind that you go, okay, let me just tell you this little tidbit about a particular person who did something terrible and is now truly reformed or up until now because you know you know one never knows what happens um further down um or what breakages can still occur to the psyche but um, well, sure but what have you got anyone that comes to mind that you helped with your methods oh there's lots of folks mm-hmm. but one of one of the things i'll tell you about somebody in in a second one of the things to remember uh, and I know that you know this, but it's it's good to remind ourselves is that we in our normal daily lives, we we very frequently see people who've been labeled as as prisoners or depressives or people with with uh, particularly mental mental problems or mental issues or challenges. Because mm-hmm. we, we all have them in our families, isn't it? Well, we do, but the, there's this idea that sort of once we're better, we stay better forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm fond of telling people it's really good to fall apart mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. because it, it breaks the lie that somehow once we get to this plateau, we're, we're good until we're dead because that's not how it actually plays out. Please um, say that again, can, the, the, you, the, the fall apart thing. Oh, I, I encourage people to fall apart. Because holding to, trying to hold it all together, this idea that we have to have a perfect life or we have to have all our, what's the expression, all of our ducks in a row mm-hmm. is so stressful. And it's also fundamentally, it has a lie stitched through it. Mm-hmm. So 
when someone is on the verge of falling apart, I'm the first one to encourage them to actually fall apart. And I know that sounds, I think we just lost half your listeners when I said that. No. But, uh, <laughs> oh, this, this idiot's full of twaddle. I'm going to go listen to something else now. Um, because if we, if we are forever trying to hold our doo-doo together, mm-hmm. we get exhausted, mm-hmm. we increase the lie, we resist life, ourself, and our nature. But isn't it also that when we when we try to to portray this perfect life that we stop learning, we stop taking risks, and we stop growing? Completely, mm-hmm. you're so completely right. I heard. Uh, a, oh, were you still going to say something? No, no, no. Go on. I heard a, a story, and I'm going to do this really fast um, about yeah. um, this person who just, you know, didn't didn't want to fall apart. Also, the the whole same thing, um, uh, and then um, they then uh, did fall apart and had a nervous breakdown. And um, then someone said to them, "You know what? There's nothing wrong with 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 what you're going through. What's happening is if I have a house and there keeps being a, and there's a surge and the electricity trips, you know, that is to prevent." Um, uh, whole damage, you know, or uh, extensive damage. But so all that happened with you having a nervous breakdown is your system just uh, tripped so that, uh, you know, so that there's not more damage. So acknowledge it and, and see this as, as a blessing almost, um, in That's that beautiful. it could have been worse, but it, it's not because your system warned you, your system took care of it. So you dealing with the guilt and the I'm so you know useless, it doesn't serve it. So Exactly right. It, it's a perfect analogy. And one of the one of the things that I will tell I I'm not a first call on anyone's list. I'm usually the, the last, last call. I'm like <laughs> you're let's call Right. Let's let's, let's call the woo woo weird guy. Let's and, try the um, real doctors and then when they can't help we go to the to the crazies. That that's correct, and you know, I, I <laughs> did you just Liesl, I, did you just call him? Did you did you no hear that? Did you hear that? that? He owns Rudy. it. I feel him. Um, hey, Rudy, you're not you're not offended, are you? <laughs> not the, not the least. That's accurate. Um, and I, I have lots of friends who are doctors, so you know, I'm I'm not disparaging even of of medical the medical profession, but if anything isn't working, I'm you know I'm sort of the last call out. And one of the things that I always do with people, because I work very quickly with people, I don't, you know, you're not going to come and work with me for 10 years, God forbid. We've all, you know, spent that money on psychotherapy in the 80s anyway. I know. Um, And where's the extra money for shoes that you really need? (laughs) You know, Crocs. I love Crocs. And, you you know, and Crocs are not cheap. You look at that afterwards and you go, I could have had 400 pairs of shoes for the progress I didn't make. 400 Um, pairs of Crocs. Right. So the idea is that I work with people when whatever they're doing to be on their healing journey, whether it's an animal or a person who suffered trauma or or who has a chronic uh, or even a terminal problem going on, when they hit a wall, when their healing stops, which is, those are my people. That Those mm-hmm. are the people I love to work with, even though they usually call me up angry at the beginning, saying, oh, I spent all the money, nothing works, I hate it. What are you going to do, woo-woo dude? Mm-hmm. Um, what when people get you and they are totally, because you meant mentioning anger, what if they are totally skeptic? How does that fit into your, your healing plan? Oh, those, those are my favorites. 
because I'm I'm a total skeptic too. I I'm not attached to whether they believe it or like it or think I have an ugly face or I talk funny or none of that matters to me. It used to, but it doesn't now. I'm only interested in results. Mm-hmm. So that's part of why I'm on the list of folks to call because my stuff is very effective and, and that's not telling tales out of school. I mean, that part, I, I list about 2% of the testimonies I get on my sites and they're mm-hmm. fairly staggering through people and animals. But here, here's what they hit. The, the unrecognized and unacknowledged thing that makes the healing stop, whether they're doing traditional or crazy alternative woo-woo, you know, uh, wild stuff, they hit the same wall. And that wall is, is built completely of emotions. Mm. Okay. Completely. Now, 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 you say that many people who contact you are angry. Is that mm-hmm. anger part of their their wall? Is that what's stopping them? Not usually. They're okay. angry because whatever because they've spent all the money. They've been to twenty doctors. They've been to thirty alternative people. They've changed their diet. They're sticking things up their nose, up their bum. They're eating foods they don't like, and nothing's working. And they're angry with themselves for 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 well, right. this whole. I mean, it's uh, we can go into it, but basically for this whole delay and how do they get there and why can't they get right and you know so all the pressure. They're angry that they're pressurizing themselves as well, isn't Absolutely. it? Okay, so yes. but but but, they, but that's the, that's what, the what is this wall made of? The wall's made of unacknowledged, unexpressed, undealt with emotions. Okay. So mm-hmm. let me give you, let me give you, I mean, I could give you 400 examples. I'll give you one that sort of sums everything up nicely. And um, those of you with a science background in the listening audience, you'll forgive me and remember that I am a woo-woo dude. So uh, <laughs> this is just my personal experience over many decades of working with people. Um in my experience, when someone's cancer is not healing, and I eventually get to work with them, um, everything that they've done, both traditional and alternative, when it stopped working, there are only a couple of reasons why. And the big one, uh, I'll give this away for free because it'll the idea will um, annoy many people, and it'll also get you thinking. Okay. Biologically cancer is built and maintained by resentment. Hmm. Now I know the other half of your listeners have gone, this Mm -hmm. man is out of his mind. (laughs) What an outrageous claim. How can you say that? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just my experience working with folks who are on the way to to dying. And Mm. when we have longstanding unexpressed or undealt with emotions, whether it be resentment or grief, grief's another particularly sticky one. Mm -hmm. When those things aren't dealt with, they actually create biological changes in our bloodstream and in our body. They fester fundamentally. And that is a block that is unpassable by any medicine yet to be invented or any alternative cure yet to be invented because the body is holding it so tight until that's dealt with there's no passage for anything to work. Mm-hmm. So it's an equal opportunity offender between traditional medicine and alternative routes. Wow. It's our feelings. So so uh, um, going with the – I'd like to go with the grief thing as well because – but can, let's start with the cancer thing. Um, sure. Obviously, you know the world is flooded with people who have cancer. 
we all know yes. somebody who, who's, you know, who's yeah, walked that path. It's or, almost as if there's a tenfold increase all of a sudden in, in, right. in all the different kinds of cancers. Mm-hmm. And, y- before, and Before you even ask that question, let me put in the really important disclaimer. Okay. I'm talking about the energetics that hold disease or discomfort in the body in, in static relationship. Mm-hmm. So whether it's cancer, MS, lupus, mm-hmm. uh, you name it, we're talking about the energetics that hold discomfort or disease in place. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, go on. <laughs> so, but it, what what I was trying to say is, it's not it's not a static. It's not like um, if you do let go of the resentment or you know maybe the grief that your body will revert back to 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 normal. It's not a one of hmm? one of two things will happen in my experience. Either you'll die well, mm-hmm. which is which is a spectacular blessing. Well, or, in the sense that, that the, the cancer is still there or the whatever caused by the grief is still there, but you're at peace. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. Or or your body will start to heal depending on how how much time you have left and how degraded your body has been from being ill. So the deal is that if you if you actually interviewed a hundred people and got them quiet alone in a room without loved ones, family, or other influences, and you ask them this question. This is what I ask people in my practice all the time, people who are ill and hurtling towards death. Mm-hmm. I say, tell me what you believe is the cause of what this problem is that you're dealing with. And usually, because they're... Uh, because it's very in their face, and if there are no other influences, they will exactly identify for me what when it started and why it's there. If they say, oh, you know, everybody in my family has it, or um, I don't know, it just showed up, I'll push a little harder and get them to identify what they believe the cause is. And the most miraculous thing after 30 blah, 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 years in practice almost always they are correct. And it stems from things like when I got divorced, I started Mm -hmm. to get sick. Or when my brother died, Mm -hmm. I started to not feel well. Or when we moved from uh, this continent to that continent, I just started to not feel proper. Mm -hmm. People can easily identify why it is they're ill. If given, and nobody ever asks. <laughs> Rudy, no. are, are you are you working on the basis that um, unexpressed uh, so-called negative emotions eventually manifest in our bodies? Always. Okay. It's okay. An, it's an inescapable. It's an inescapable deal. Okay, that's and, part and, of why. I, that's part of why I do so much of verbal processing with folks who are in these situations because that stuff needs to be let go of. You've now pinpointed that as far as you have ascertained, cancer is caused by resentment. What would, what, what would be the disease that, um, manifests if you deal or if you're not dealing with unexpressed grief? Or is there it not as easy as that? It, well, I'll give you the territory. Um, a lot of these are unique to different people 
and a lot of them certainly overlap. There's a cluster of, basically there's a cluster of dark emotions that have a very low vibratory rate. And uh, personally, grief in particular is one of the stickiest, gnarliest ones because grief can cause a lot of um, disruption. In my in my estimation, grief is fundamentally like a like a poison. Mm. Uh, so the the folks who I see who are in the middle ground before things get really horrifying um, are the folks with chronic. Uh, unassailable depression and these are folks that um, are so apathetic that they they won't take a pill or they won't go to a doctor traditional or otherwise or um, they won't get up and walk around the block these folks are very hard to reach because they have slipped into a spiral of both grief and shame it's a it's a mm. it's a very sticky place to be and and it's very hard to help them and and saying that, I also work with a lot of folks who who have chronic depression because there are things that can be done if there's even a two percent willingness to begin. The hard part is to get them to begin doing a little something. But but we as a society is we are not comfortable with with grief and with allowing other people, <laughs> however long it takes them to to work through that. Yes, we are not comfortable. And one of the vows I made uh, years ago is I'm I'm an Englishman. So mm-hmm. an Englishman uh, in New York. I was going to say. That. Yes. <laughs> How many times so, do you get a song coming your way? <laughs> I I am I am uh, terribly burdened by uh, a culture of men who would rather drink a beer and throw themselves off a cliff before they had mm-hmm. uh, an emotion. So one of my goals is to be more emotionally expressive and available than most of my biological culture. It's tough. Hmm. So you were talking about, I would love for you if, um, you know, we get a chance to, which I hope we'll make plan. If you could, if, if you could do a little bit, bit of energy work, um, with, with, you know, with people battling with uh, the grief, um, thingy, especially for, for me at the moment, because you said it's such a, a sticky thing and, and, and all of us, I mean, it's not like, you know, cancer, some of us get, but grief, we all go through it. So, yes, so that do. there's just kind of like a level and you know, a, a, a space because also you don't know how long you're supposed to be in it because you get impatient with yourself because you, you kind of just leak all over the place without wanting to, you know. So it would yeah, be nice if right. we, if you can do a, a, a remote healing for some of our viewers, which one can also go and listen to afterwards on the podcast, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I'll make sure that the the energy work that we do gets embedded here. That's one of my crazy talents. Yay! So that the the energy work is available whenever you listen to this. So what about animals? Because I would like to know about animals because they also get ill. Um, they, do. they also uh get sad. Um yep. you know, they also confused and and sometimes you know, we don't realize it, but um, they also experience trauma. I've, I've seen that um, where sure something do. bad happens at a specific place. And my dog went like, I'm not going there. He crouches because he remembers. So what yes. do we do with our animals? Because we don't, I believe, we still don't. Uh, uh, recognize how much th- they feel, how much they are part of our makeup, how much they can help us heal. 
Absolutely. About 40% or 50% of my practice is working with animals and, and they're, I mean, that's a, a really fun day for me when I just get to work with animals. Mm -hmm. Um, I always work with the animal and the owner as an energetic circuit because they are, you, uh, are crazy as an animal owner, uh, is picked up by them and their attempt to, (laughs) to deal with the crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very circular. So, I always work with animal and uh, owner together. So the owner imparts to the animal. Uh, to the animal, is that what you're saying? Yes, that was my nice way of saying that we <laughs> we mess things up a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and the processes that I do, because they're energetic, they bypass language and they bypass understanding. Uh-huh. So fundamentally, they bypass where the mind wants to control where it goes. Uh-huh. So that's part of why. I can work on animals and release trauma very quickly. And there, there are lots of tools on my sites for doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of that that's give available. Give us the name of the site quickly. Sure. I'll, I'll give you both. Uh, the first is rudyhunter.com. Mm-hmm. And then the second one that has even more tools on it is huntershealingcalls.com. Okay. Now, Rudy, so, what, what, sorry yeah. to interrupt. What, what about um, wild animals? Oh yeah, love to work with wild animals. They they have an even smarter uh, way of working. Our our domesticated animals really are responsive to uh, our nuttiness, our rules, our moods, our our sways and emotions. We kind of rub wild off an- on them. Sorry, sorry. I said it's almost like we we rub off on them. We we sure do. <laughs> And because if we're doing straight energy work, you can have a a lovely effect on wild animals, whether they're on your property or whether they're ones that you just run across. But they have very different rules. There's no there's no need to engage the way our domesticated animals um, engage. But you can, for example, you can still send healing effortlessly to wild animals using some of the tools on the site, some of the energy work. It's very helpful. Can I ask you something? I can hear you scratching, sure. so I'm not sure whether you're doing a, your own little scratchy things while you're talking. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, you're, you're, I think that's my microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, will, I will hold it away no, from no, my no, 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 don't, don't, don't worry about that. So I want to know, do, do, do animals ever um, contact you by themselves or is, is it always you going to them? Um. It's usually me going to them. Okay. Uh, occasionally, there'll be. I mean, I do a lot of I do a lot of remote sending everywhere in in packs in particular. Like like I work on a lot of packs of dogs and packs of horses. So there is a there's also a pack energetic form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've discovered that if you work on the energy of the pack, the whole pack will harmonize, and it makes the individual work with each animal better and stronger so it's a way to amplify it sometimes i'll I'll sort of do extra work on the pack just to get things in shape do you you find the same thing happens with us as humans if if you work with a family or a a oh yes of of co-workers there's there's an overarching let's say for example something runs in your family let's say it's alcoholism or overspending or everybody has the same skin rash or whatever it is That's information that is actually technically in the blood. So it travels in the bloodline, 
and it also can be accessed through the the overarching energetic form of the family itself. Now, I'm in a weird, I'm in a lot of weird positions, but the, the thing I didn't sort of intend for was I'm at the end of a bloodline, and um, I discovered years ago that I have the ability, I, I think it's just because I'm out of my mind generally and because I'm at the end of a bloodline, I have the ability to see glitches in the bloodline and correct them. So mm-hmm. things that have been passed down generationally can uh, often be resolved or altered enough so that it can start to change. And that's done through the entire splay of generations through the family's bloodline. Well, I know they are – look, I, I love technology and I love the direction we are moving in um, in terms of technology. So I know there are some some scientists who are working on eliminating certain genes or, or diseases within bloodlines. So you saying yes. you can do that on an energy level? All, all I claim to be able to do is, is really just to notice where the glitch is mm-hmm. and correct it. So I don't even make that brazen a claim that we can, we can stop or we can alter the flow of the energetics pretty dramatically. But I didn't even plan to be able to do this. I'm still, I'm still watching to see what changes. I mean, I, I do it in, in animals all the time because you see their generations a little more more frequently, um, and in families it works beautifully as well. But Rudy, if if we work from the the basis that disease are unexpressed or unresolved negative emotions, mm-hmm. would would those negative emotions then reverb through the generations? Is that kind of what what's happening? Well, sure, and you can see it in children. I mean, parents see it in children all the time. They, they see, they see grandpa's menace in a child, or they see, uh, the flourishing, uh, capabilities in a daughter. Parents see this all the time. They see the expression of what was before in its next generation. So the other thing to remember is that it's not only negative emotions. That's a huge part of it, but there is, there's also trauma that is passed down generationally. Mm-hmm. So, and it doesn't, doesn't just have to be folks who suffered war, although that's a big, that's a big stamp imprinted of, of trauma. It can be other things like, um, uh, a lack of food, uh, or famine or just access to food. For example, that's a very common one that's passed down in families. And you'll see as it's passed down, there's a polar expression in future generations of either folks hoarding food or overeating crazily or being repulsed by food and keeping food away. So, I mean, that's just one example. Alcoholism is another particularly um, entertaining and desperate thing that's passed through families, as is, you know, violence and all the... all that fun stuff. So, can I ask you, you know, because you're mentioning the alcoholism... Can I ask you, can, can it go back as, as, as close as three generations ago? Sure. Okay. Cause I, I'm just, I'm just thinking we had a, a system where people were paid with, with alcohol, yes. um, for, for, for many years. It's still going on. Um, and here we call it the DOP system, but you basically, uh, uh, farmers used to pay their, their folks with, um, their, uh, uh farm workers with alcohol. And within these uh. communities, and I mean, uh, 
I'm speaking because I'm part of the that community. You'll 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 see the you know that there 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 is that tendency to to binge drink or overindulge. Um, so I was just right. wondering if it's a possibility that it can that it's not like ten generations ago, but three or two. Absolutely, there is, and the the env- I didn't know that, but the environment that you described is mm-hmm. a perfect energetic form. So you could imagine on the energetic level, even if, if no one knows what that is, imagine that there's this, there's this orbit where everyone you know, everyone you've ever known, your parents, your children, everyone has this um, payment by, by alcohol value system in their experience. Mm-hmm. Imagine what it's like for somebody to step out of that. Could you imagine the shock it would um, part on the rest of the group? who would want to pull that person back into the way things are always being done and the way we're paid and the way we are. Mm-hmm. That's a very powerful energetic force. It can be done, but the dynamics there are extremely strong. But also imagine the the, the painful road that the person who's walked out of it now has to go through. Because oh, it's, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like it's traumatic because now that's what you know. So you're actually giving up your security blanket. Exactly. And you have to stay millisecond by millisecond, not only in your power as a person to function, but you have to actively find a way to resist the pull of the group back. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's a lot of strength that's required. Go ahead, Lino. No, no, I was just thinking, you know, there there is this uh, behavioral pattern, even amongst other groups all over the world, when when people start using or consuming alcohol they want everyone else around them to do the same and they will disparage people who are teetotalers or who are saying not for me thank you i've had enough and i wonder why that is uh the amazing power of sugar Um, (laughs) is is it the sugar (laughs) yeah it, it, it fundamentally is it's 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 like sugar with an extra back kick it's a you know, it's a very powerful substance. We know that uh, sugar countries... and bread, eh, darling? Mm. Sugar and bread, <laughs> sugar and yeast. That, that's it. Yeah, that's that's how you control the world: fat, sugar, and some booze. Yeah. Listen, Rudy, we are almost out of time, and I'm so sorry oh about God. that. Right now. <laughs> because now we 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 I'd really like for you to do one of those. Um, you know, you can do more than one if you want to do. Um, you know, and you can do you can be led by your innards for for the second one. But if we could truly do one of your energy healing um uh, um, pr- um exercises, the one that you're gonna embed into your that with your energy, you know what you just said earlier. Um, Absolutely. Let's, let's do that. um, Do you want to tell people how it's going to work? Because I also know that you have silences sometimes uh, between it, or sometimes you have, um, I call it mumblings. So, and and I don't want to do it. We're going to do a mumbling one. Okay. So, um, what I'd like each of you to do, I'd like you, we're going to do a little bit of secret therapy. So here's what's important. We're not sharing any content whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So I don't want names, details, nothing. But what I'd like you to do, each of you, is to pick um, a, a current piece of grief that you have, some some loss, whether it's the loss of a house, a friend, a pet, a piece of jewelry, some Crocs, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I want you to rate it for us. The only thing I'm going to ask you is about the numbers of, of how high the intensity is. You're going to be our uh, in-studio guinea pigs, okay. and everyone who's listening is going to do exactly the same thing. Now, they won't have the same numbers, but they'll have their own experience. Mm-hmm. So all I want you to do is to stay on the the same example, meaning the same issue, grief, and give me your starting number. So, Shemaine, what's what's your starting number? I'm vacillating between an eight and a nine. Let's call it a nine. We'll err on the side of caution. Okay. okay. And Liesl, what's your starting number? Uh, an eight. Okay. Now, here's what you have to promise me. You're going to stay on the same issue with the same circumstances, and that's what everybody will do at home. If you're participating along with us, and I hope you do, it doesn't matter what your starting number is. You just pick a number. It doesn't matter if it's a four or an eight or a seven or a six. The number is not important. What is important is what your experience uh, will be once we do the work. So here are your instructions, and they're deceptively simple. All I want you to do is I want you to keep your attention on the grief that you feel. And here's the hard part. In the next minute or so while I'm doing some mumbling, don't try and fix it. Meaning don't try and make it go down. Don't try and make it go up. Don't try and figure out anything about it. You'll just listen to the mumbling, which won't make any sense. And you'll keep the the grief in mind. All right? I'll be back to you in a second. Here we go. Okay, just take an easy breath. All I want you to do is honestly, and you don't have to you don't have to fib for me because it, it won't help. Shemaine, uh, I want you to tune into the same issue. Tell me what your number is now. It's about a four. Okay, nine to a four. Great. Liesl? Five. Eight to a five. Here's what's important if you're playing along at home in the home game. It does not matter. I promise you. It doesn't matter if nothing changed. I'll tell you about that in a second. If there was a huge drop, a medium drop, or a little drop. It doesn't even matter if it went up a, a notch or two. I promise you it doesn't matter. Just notice what the new number is. Okay? We're going to do what we just did again. You're going to keep your attention locked on the same piece of grief. I'm going to do some mumbling, and I'll be back to you in a minute. Here we go. Okay, take an easy breath. Shemaine, on the same issue, what's the new number? It's about a two. Great. Liesl? It's about a three. Two and a three? Good. Well, we're almost there, so we're going to do this again. And again, if you're playing with us in the home game, the numbers are not critical. They just mark where you are in this moment, Okay. So stay with us. Do it again with us. Even if you went to a zero already, I want you to stay with us and do it again because I want to be really thorough. 
Ready? No, sorry. Go go ahead. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, easy breath. Shemaine, where are we at? I'm going between a one and a zero. Maybe maybe let's it's my, call- my, my mind that doesn't want to let go, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So let's just call it a one. That's fine. Uh-huh. Liesl, how about there's, you? There's no more grief. Good. There's no more grief. But what, the one thing I did want to ask you, and uh, mm-hmm. Jermaine knows what this particular grief for me was about, is in, yeah. intermingled with this grief is also um, some anger, but but I feel uh, justified anger. How right. do I how do I constructively deal with that negative energy to prevent it from you know later manifesting as a disease? Sure, I'll, I'll answer that um, in one second. I'm just writing down constructive anger. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell folks at home: here's what will happen. If you go through this process in the way that we've done and you hit a one or a zero in the first run through, congratulations, you now win the parting luggage. Um, <laughs> that That's all good news. The, the key to this is to now leave yourself alone for at least 24 hours, meaning I don't want you to go and pick at it. It's like a scab. Just let the energy continue to work because it actually does continue to work through your system. Be done with it. If you want to come back to it after a day and do another piece of grief, you're more than welcome. You can use this as much as you like, but I don't want you to go at it like a maniac, like I would. <laughs> don't do what I, I want do, you to do give yourself as I say. A, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> give yourself a little time uh, because then it'll work more more perfectly. Ex- but let's say your number didn't come down. You can go through it now, again, or in a few hours, go through it again. If your number still doesn't come down, here's what you need to know. You want to check yourself by tomorrow morning and see what you notice. Sometimes, I, I'll tell you, I get the best the best emails the morning after. Wow. <laughs> dear, dear, dear Rudy, I thought you were full of it, and then I woke up feeling way better, or I slept really well, and then I woke up feeling way better. So I'm in no rush. You can use this because it's embedded on the recording as much as you like, and also check out the other tools on my sites mm-hmm. for other help. And you and you so, can and you can do this with with several different um, things. Whether it's trauma, whether it's illness, it, 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 or, or, or is this specifically for just grief? It it will stay in the category of grief and okay. things that are related to it. So it's pretty forgiving. I would certainly try it on everything for sure. Okay. Um, but grief, it will be particularly useful for. But let's talk about constructive anger. You know there's no such thing, right? No, 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 no. I said it's justified anger. How oh, do I sorry, just, deal how, how do I deal with it constructively? Right. So justified anger. Um you know that's not a real thing. <laughs> uh, you have to it's, wrap it's like, this up. <laughs> you guys have to do like this fast. Oh, okay. Here's here's my suggestion. Feel the anger 
a 30 seconds or a minute a day and really get into it every day for a week. And by the end of the week, I promise you'll be bored of it. Hmm. So, so you need to give whatever negative emotion you are struggling with time to manifest or time to be felt. Yes. And here's my suggestion. Have me back and we'll talk emotions. Oh, that's what he's just invited himself back. I love that. Rudy, we're going to take you up on that. So, because we have two minutes left and we have to go within the minute. Um, (laughs) So, are you serious about uh, coming back on the show? Totally, 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 totally serious. Yay. Thank you so very, very much. Um, so I'm going to let you go to that appointment. That's as, uh, you know, that's as hard to get as trying to get a, an appointment at the Dalai Lamas. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, and wish you a very, very good day. Thank you so much, Rudy. It was absolutely brilliant to have you with us. Just give us that, um, email, um, that address again. Sure. It's uh, rudyhunter.com and huntershealingcalls.com. And thank you, my wild South African ladies. It has been such a pleasure to have you on our show and to meet you. And um, I will mail you in the morning. <laughs> Rudy, from me, thank you so much. And I, ju- I just... You. I just also want to tell you, Rudy, that our um, controller, Palisa Magajda, she was sitting here listening and doing the exercises with us. So I'm going to ask her what her uh, ultimate result is. I'm going to let you know what mine was um, also at at some point. Awesome. (laughs) All righty then. So that's it then. That's it from us this week on Beyond Ears and Eyes. You can download the podcast and listen to it over and over and over again and listen to Rudy's mumblings as many Uh times as you need from me, Liesl Tom, take care of yourself. And from me, Shemaine Harris, be good to yourself. Rudy, bye-bye now. This is CliffCentral.com.